From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. So, J.R., Republicans in the state legislature have introduced a resolution to immediately nullify Democratic Governor Tony Evers' declaration last week of a public health emergency. It resulted in another statewide mask mandate in an effort to curb the spread of the coronavirus. About three dozen GOP lawmakers have signed on as sponsors of the resolution, arguing the new order is unconstitutional. They're hoping to vote on the resolution this week when both chambers meet, but Assembly Speaker Robin Voss and Senate Majority Leader Devin LeMahieu haven't weighed in yet. What do you think will happen here? Do you think there will be a vote on this when both houses hold floor sessions tomorrow? Uh, well, the Senate has put the resolution on its calendar for tomorrow, so that's going to happen the assembly does not have it uh, on the calendar right now, but that's not that big of a deal. They can bring it to the floor. Uh, the guess is that the Senate Republicans are going to meet tomorrow morning before they go to the floor for the session. They'll discuss it. If they have support, they'll bring it up on Tuesday and vote on it then. If it takes more time to kind of let it simmer and make sure people are at, then they'll wait and bring it up on Thursday. Um, they're also expected to be on the floor. So it looks like right now they'll get votes at least in the Senate and more than likely in the in the Assembly this week, and I'd expect it to pass. If it, if it hits the floor in both houses, it's probably going to pass. So then what happens next if the resolution passes? Uh, then the, the public health emergency is done, and then that means that there's no more mass mandate from the governor. Now remember, this wouldn't affect local orders. So places like, I believe, Dane County has one, in fact, I think it's one in Milwaukee County as well and other places those orders would not be impacted by this. This is only about the state order. You know, I asked Republicans last week you know, what the thinking was because back in the summer and fall, there was a thought that you know, trying to overturn the governor's mass mandate would be politically unpopular and might be problematic for Republicans at the ballot box in November. Well, I asked what's changed since then, and the people pointed out to me that Republicans didn't really lose much at the ballot box in November. They lost two seats in the Assembly, picked up two in the Senate, so there wasn't really any price to pay for their inaction on COVID-19. And two, the conservative base that has been chafing at these orders has been crying out for action. And Republicans feel like now is the time to do something to show that Republican base that they're fighting for them and their their interest. Uh, and you know, on top of that, the reality is the governor's mass mandate hasn't been enforced uh, outside of really urban areas. So if you go in rural Wisconsin right now, uh, people argue that there aren't folks who are really following the mask mandate. Unless you have a business that's got its own policy in place, there aren't sheriffs enforcing the mask mandate in a lot of places in Wisconsin. So it's not going to have a real impact on the everyday life of people or our behaviors because folks aren't following it in some places. Then again, you have the local orders in place, and that's those will remain. So it's it looks like at this point that Republicans feel like this is something they they're geared up to do. Last week also saw several different proposals and procedures regarding the quickest ways to vaccinate Wisconsin residents for COVID-19 and which groups should get priority. The state announced that everyone age 65 or older will be the next group eligible for the vaccine. Right now, frontline health care workers, nursing home residents, and law enforcement officers are being vaccinated. People age 65 plus may register for the vaccine beginning today. 
At the same time, a bill is making its way through the Republican-controlled state legislature that would make people 60 and older eligible for the vaccine right now and would require eligibility for the general public by mid-March. So which proposals or policies are going to win out? Well, I, I don't think the governor is going to sign off any legislation dictating who's eligible. I've also heard some uh, Republicans who are a little bit uneasy about the bill that uh, San Filippo is proposing that's going to be in a vote in the assembly because their point is that, one, you know, picking the age 60 is somewhat meaningless. Um, I don't mean to be flip about that, but it doesn't matter what age you pick. It's how much supply you have. The more people you make eligible for the vaccine, the more people you have in line to get it, the harder it is to get it to people who really are the highest need um, and the most danger if they contract COVID-19. So there's obviously some political pressure being put on Evers right now with these proposals to try and dictate, you know, what's going on and, and open the line to more people. But it's really a matter of supply in terms of how pe- how quickly we'll get people vaccinated. So some Republicans are a little bit uneasy about that part of the bill, too. Uh, they're not sure why Republicans would want to take some ownership of who's getting vaccinated, because right now Republicans feel like the governor's administration has done a great job of rolling out the vaccine, that it's a vulnerability for them. If Republicans start having a say in who's getting vaccinated, they may then have some ownership of any problems that arise from how that process plays out. In a related development, Wisconsin Department of Health Services Secretary-designee Andrea Palm left the job last week for a position in the Biden administration. Governor Evers has tapped Karen Timberlake to take over in the interim. Timberlake was Wisconsin's health secretary for several years during Democratic Governor Jim Doyle's administration, but recently represented health care clients in her job as a lobbyist. Do you think that'll be a big deal? What are people at the Capitol saying about that? Uh, it just depends on how they handle it and if there's any conflicts and how she approaches things. Remember, she's the interim secretary, so I don't know if the governor is planning to elevate her to the full secretary's job and actually nominate her for then confirmation. Remember when the Senate fired Brad Paff as DATCAP secretary back uh, a year ago, November, um, Governor Evers first elevated Rainer Romansky to the interim secretary's job. Then, I think it was June, he appointed him full secretary. So I'm not sure yet what's going to happen with um, Karen in terms of whether she'll get the full nomination. But she's basically a experienced hand coming to lead the agency now at a time when it's trying to work its way through these issues with the COVID-19 vaccine, COVID in general. So she's got some experience, and she's also worked with some of these lawmakers, Republican lawmakers, when she was in the Doyle administration, so a little more familiar with her than they were with Andrea Palm. And finally, Governor Evers earlier this month called a special session of the legislature so lawmakers could pass a $5 million plan to upgrade state systems in order to prevent another huge backlog of unemployment claims from happening again. The state was caught off guard when COVID hit last March and thousands became unemployed and only recently caught up with payments. The GOP honored Evers' call for a special session last week, but only to gavel in and then recess with no action taken. Legislative leaders have acted in a similar manner to the governor's calls for special sessions on gun control and criminal justice reform. Why did lawmakers opt not to take action this time? Well, their argument is that Governor Evers already has the power to begin the overhaul if he wants to that there's money in various pots that he can access if he wanted to pay for the cost. 
So they're saying he already has that authority. They don't need him to do anything. Two, you know, Republicans see this as probably Eber's biggest vulnerability right now, the mishandling of the unemployment insurance claims that came in after uh, the stay-at-home order back in March. They're not going to give him a win politically to try and help him clean up the mess that they feel like he had failed to clean up earlier. And two, you know, think about it. We're, unemployment peaked around 14%, I think, in April. It's down below 6%. Last in December, you know, there just isn't the same crush of claims that we saw uh, back in the spring going on right now. So it's not the same urgency to to do anything. The system can function with this kind of a, a claim level. And, you know, their, their attitude is like, well, if Ever wants to fix it, let him fix it. We're not going to fix it for him. That's the bottom line. And again, you know, part of it is too, look, look at 2022, they see this as a vulnerability for Evers and they're not going to help him fix this mess. And again, when they feel like he didn't do things he could have done to address it before. That's WizPolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.